Party like a rock, party like a rock star. The party sh- like the a rock. Sh- <laughs> the shop boys, is that you? <laughs> we talked about the South today, aren't we? Yo, we talk about the South today. We're, we're going, we're going home. We're going home. Episode six, Alex the Koku podcast. Sheesh. I'm Koku Asuma. I'm Alex Lewis. And today we don't got a guest, but we still gonna put out that content you very much deserve. For sure, no guest, but uh, this is nice. It's nice. <laughs> just us two, you know. <laughs> you sounded like a dad who just sent their son. To summer camp. <laughs> this is nice. Just us two. Right. <laughs> Finally have time for ourselves. Exactly. We can focus on the things that we want to focus on. No, I think I might build a birdhouse. <laughs> it's like, you know what? I'm going to start a guardian. Exactly. <laughs> so what you been listening to this week? Oh, man. So I, uh, I realized I was on Facebook this morning as a... Uh, as I do living my 45 year old man life and uh was looking at my Facebook memories and saw that nine years ago today I saw Mac Miller in concert and uh it was uh that concert in particular it was two months after best day ever dropped and so uh went ahead and gave that a spin this morning uh, which was nice just to go back on some of those songs that I loved. And How'd that feel? It, uh, there were, there were definitely songs on there that like, I distinctly remember. Uh, I know we've talked about Donald Trump on here before. Uh, I, the title track is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, get up, uh, wear my hat. Like there are definitely some, <laughs> some, uh, there are definitely some songs on there that yeah. I remember. And I'm like, oh, those were good. Those were good I, moments. I love how back then Mac Miller's songs, I feel like were just about things he saw in his room. Just like Nike's right. on my feet. Right. <laughs> right. My, like just <laughs> the things that like he just passionately loved and just rapped about it. No, it was just like he, yeah, it was like any sort of like everyday life that he experienced he just wrote about it. Like mm-hmm. there's a song on there where he's talking about like, it's a, uh, the song's sweet. It's like about his mom, but he's talking about how like he would skip school and like stay in bed and mm-hmm. you know, she was, she would take care of him and whatnot. It was like, Oh, okay. Mac. How, how cute. Mac- yeah. Mac, Mac, a million. What's right. His, what's, what's, easy, <laughs> easy Mac with the cheesy raps. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, man? What have you been um, listening to? I've been listening to this 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 band, this guy. I'm not sure, but another indie rock guy. I think his name is Daywave. Okay. His name is Dave Wave, but I think he's a ba- I think he's a separate person. Okay. Um, just released a little EP last month or a couple weeks ago. That's been dope. That's tight. Um, listening to Hi- Hiatus Coyote. Super okay. dope, dope yeah, band. Yeah. Um, Ninth Wonder, he samples them a lot. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. The the last track on um Kendrick's album, um Duckworth. Like you yeah. know how there's like three, four samples on them. Right. Highest Coyote, Highest Coyote is one of those samples. And I was like, I've oh, seen man. that uh 
it's the ninth wonder video where he's talking about like making that beat yeah 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 it's crazy it's wild it's wild man it's, it's crazy to think he can make that all fit together because it just sounds like a like a train wreck of a song you right, say, oh, right we have three switches you're gonna rap along it seamlessly right but he did it which makes it even made hotter it i mean made ninth work. wonder is that guy he is that man <laughs> shout out ninth wonder shout out, he from the south too Yo, true. No have fair, you seen I'm, that? Hold up. Have you seen that video? It's been it's been swirling around. This is sort of related in the <laughs> indie rock space, but right. uh, the video of the girl who's like, well, you cut you cut off. You cut off. What's happening? You hear me? Okay, there we go. You good? You good? Okay, my uh, my internet is a little weak, <laughs> but. In the video, this girl, she's, uh, she makes the similarity between uh, Tame Impala and Stewie Griffin. <laughs> like the way that their voices sound, it was like, I can't listen to this the same Are you serious? anymore. It's so funny. Oh, no. I can't watch that video. I can't watch that video. <laughs> it's so good. Somebody said it to me and I was, I was dying laughing. See, now I'm picturing Stewie singing. The less I know, the better. Right, <laughs> I'm right. picturing it. <laughs> ah, it sucks. Mom, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So what we get into today? So I, uh, I listened to the new Future album. Hendrix. I believe it's called High Off Life. Uh, listened to it over over the weekend, this past weekend. And uh, it was one of those moments where album dropped around midnight, you know, Friday night or whatever, Thursday night going into Friday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Let me, let me go ahead and spin this real Come quick. On. And uh, like I typically do when there's a big drop, I'll listen while I'm also like looking at the conversation mm-hmm. happened on Twitter. And uh, it was uh, so fun. Just like people pulling out their favorite future lines. And got, was it a, was it a, a healthy conversation for all? Cause I know future is the, <laughs> the king of, you know, Yo, he, so I want to get into this too, because I know where you're going. Future has been like the poster boy of like toxic, toxic, toxic masculinity, (laughs) hip hop. And I, uh, maybe like I myself am toxic, (laughs) but like (laughs) when I, and maybe I haven't listened to enough future projects to really get into it. But like, I've never been like, yo, this dude is more toxic than any other. Rapper. Oh, yeah, of course not. Of course not. But I love like the the memes, like every every time he'll tweet something, <laughs> like people are like replying with like all this stuff about like how toxic he is or misogynistic. Yeah. Uh, but did you see the mothers him on Mother's Day? No, I did not. He uh he started tweeting out individual tweets to all his baby mamas. Oh. It was like Happy Mother's Day, like adding them. Uh no, are just, you just saying their names? Just saying their names. 
<laughs> but it was probably like eight, nine tweets. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you don't think future... Yo. <laughs> yo, Metro, yo, Metro, yo, Metro. <laughs> talk about... Yo, Metro doesn't trust them. Future doesn't trust condoms, apparently. Right, right. <laughs> Condom off. Condom... <laughs> <laughs> You might be on to something. No, future. But the thing is, I like how you said, like, future is uh, right now the face of toxic masculinity in hip hop. Even though I think it's, there's some way worse artists. Way worse. Like, even back then, people were saying, there's this song, um, Common, when he had that beef with Ice Cube, and the song's called The Bitch in You. Yeah. And he has this line that always blows my mind. He said, um, this girl told me Ice Cube was a favorite rapper. Then he pauses. So I slapped her. No. I was like, whoa, whoa, that's not fair. No, 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 no. You, you asked this woman her, who her favorite rapper was. She right. replies, oh, I like Ice Cube. So you just hit her? That's not fair at all. No, 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 no. Um, there, no there's this no, line no. Big, Big L had that shocked me too. What he said, um, <laughs> he said, a girl asked for a ring around her fe- finger. So I gave her a ring around her eye. <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, what? Imagine your girlfriend of three some years. Like, hey, what do you think we're going to get married? He <laughs> just punch her. Like, that's wild. It's so, so there's the so fact that, like, that was just a, a different era. <laughs> a different era. <laughs> Way worse than anything Future said, right. said now. Right. Like, I remember... Uh, I remember listening to Dirty Sprite 2 for the first time. Mm-hmm. And there's that song on there. I think it's the first song in the album where he's like, I just put your bitch in some Gucci mm-hmm. pops. And just being like, wow. <laughs> he's a, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> he's I see yeah. where you're going with this. <laughs> I like the tune. <laughs> like, like, uh, a mom listening to you. I like the, yeah, the melody is nice. Okay, Gucci flip flops. <laughs> Good footwear. He has money. <laughs> um, but yeah, he it's it's uh it's definitely been like a, I feel like that that narrative or storyline has like built up a lot mm-hmm. over the past few years. For sure. And I feel like it I wonder about like the the uh effect that it has on future like Mm -hmm. if he's consciously thinking about that and is like yo i need to shift away from that or i need to like lean in it lean into it more heavily Mm -hmm. like i was listening to an interview that he just recently did with zane lowe and he was just talking about like the criticism he's gotten and this idea of just like you know people wanting him to fail and whatnot and i wonder like how that not only how it plays a role in his psyche but just like yeah. how he approaches his craft yeah because i don't think future's a bad guy and i hope he doesn't want to play into this persona people like paint him with I, I, he might be a little irresponsible but he's a young guy well, i guess fairly young and he's doing what he's want so he can't blame him as long as he's keeping everything in check like he it's not like he's like not claiming his kids or doing a lot of stuff that a lot of more scumbag behavior could have come from that. But right. I think 
I think he, of course, he acknowledges it because he, like, does stuff like tweet out eight <laughs> Happy Mother's Day to his baby moms. So he knows that he knows that for sure. But for sure, I think he. I, I would hope that he would try to steer away from it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So we've both. I think we both listened to you. You said you've listened to the album a little bit. To the, yeah, yeah. I listened. I listened to track of Uzi. Skipped a couple of other songs on it. Um, it's cool. What, what was your first introduction to Future? My first introduction to Future, I was interning in Atlanta this summer. Oh. <laughs> wow. I was, I was interning in Atlanta the summer after my junior year of college at, uh, at UPS. And I remember there was this guy that I worked with. His name was Mimo. Shout out. Shout out. Shout Mimo. out Mimo. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like there weren't UPS was like a lot of older people. And so like you knew who the interns were mm-hmm. and there was like this group of like this table of interns that I would, you know, I started sitting at their table, starting to get to know some of the people and Mimo was one of the only black dudes. And so him and I hit it off. And I remember we started, we got on the topic of rap one day and he was like, yo, like future is the, like he's the best rapper out right now. Mm-hmm. And this was like 2015. So like you had, you had like some Kendrick stuff that had come out like you had <laughs> some other Jake some, other, dropped some other big sales. names right you had some other big names who had been like <laughs> dropping like music that we still look back mm-hmm. at today and are like that was a great record so I had never in my mind like, you're a little hesitant <laughs> I, I was a little hesitant but also my own error I was mixing up future and French Montana oh and I was like are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> there's no way French Montana is <laughs> the best rapper out right now. Uh, but he was like, nah, bro, like Future, he's uh, he just dropped this record, Dirty Sprite 2. And like, he played this surprise show in Atlanta and like shut the city down. Ooh. And I was like, yo, that's crazy. And the fact that I was there and like missed that, it like pains me to this day. Damn. But it was, uh, it, I, from him like i just went and like found dirty sprite 2 on spotify or something and started listening to it and i wasn't super into like i wouldn't have considered myself a fan of trap music at that point but listening to dirty sprite 2 like completely like changed my view Mm -hmm. of trap music and was really probably the gateway drug into me like getting more into uh getting more into trap music and so like yeah dirty sprite 2 was my was my introduction mm-hmm. and then you know starting to like starting to find other you know other future music that was out there but like yeah. ds2 was was a, a cultural reset as they say yeah for sure. what, what about for you i think the first time i listened to like a future project or i guess collab was what a time to be alive um, but the first time I heard of Future, I think it was my senior year of high school, and I was in his pop culture class. 
and I'm not sure if he had a sub or if the the teacher just had enough and left the class. <laughs> but we were just all kids in there, and this dude, I forget his name, but he just walks up to the teacher's desk, goes on YouTube, types in magic by future, <laughs> pops up, voila, magic, voila. I'm like, is anyone going to stop this guy? <laughs> I don't think we're allowed to listen to this. He's being insubordinate. (laughs) Is he our teacher now? (laughs) You got your degree? You got your master's? But I heard that. I was like, okay, I guess. I mean, it's music. I'm going to listen to it. I I really didn't start. He didn't, like, come on my radar until what a time to be alive. And since then, like, he's been dropping a project, like, every year. Yeah, it feels like. So, not that I've, like, I'm a deep fan or I listen to a of his songs but of course i'm still aware of the the impact he has on my hip-hop culture and still listen to at least something when something of his drops yeah i mean he feel i feel like he is one of those like well-respected like workhorse yeah artists who just like cranks out like he kind of has that uh that lil wayne young mm-hmm. thug like work ethic to yeah. where like they will put out like project after project after project after project and like you're just struggling to like keep up with it <laughs> <laughs> but like I, that's just they're just built that way yeah I, I do you think that's a south thing because like you said little wayne young thug um future we're seeing the baby doing that like right now yeah, yeah. Like, it seems like a lot of southern artists soldier boys right like, who knows how many <laughs> projects he's dropped right Right. Shad Moss. I don't know yeah. who's dropping for a lot. Shout out Shad. Shout out Shad Moss. I'm going yeah, to call him by his real name. Bow we gotta Wow. Have a, we got to have a Bow Wow episode about, at one you, point. You were a Bow Wow boy, right? Oh, huge Bow Wow boy. Like, yeah. that's who I wanted. Like, as a kid, that's, like, who I wanted to be. <laughs> like, I had this – I got some book from, like, the uh, – from the book fair. It was, mm-hmm. like, a little Bow Wow book. And I would like go through it and like look at his uh look at his outfits and try to see like what I had, what you can put together, how I could replicate them. And I never had like all the stuff he had, but like he was very much the like blueprint for my fashion at a young age. That's, I mean, it's not it's not a bad blueprint. Nah, he was out here with the with the jerseys. He had it on lock. His his jersey game was crazy. Obviously, like Mike, one of the greatest Oof. movies of our of our lifetime. Black contemporary masterpieces. Right, right. Like it it, it paved the way for Moonlight. True. Bro. Like the scene, <laughs> the scene when um he saw his mom shooting up <laughs> it was very reminiscent. Right. Of the scene, it was. (laughs) We don't talk about this. We don't talk about this. Yeah, we. I mean, we don't talk enough about uh, how Morris Chestnut and Mahershala Ali were Mm -hmm. pretty much like the same character. The same character. Mike Moonlight. Open your third eye. Open your third eye. (laughs) Sheesh. But (laughs) I'm sorry about that. That's. We can't connect. Drug abuse to basketball. We can't get. We can't do that. To, in the foster care system. In the foster care. <laughs> damn. 
telling you, there are levels. There's levels to it. <laughs> okay, but back, back to the southern, question. Wait, southern yeah. hip hop. Southern hip hop. Is it? Is it a? You think it's a thing for southern app, southern rappers, southern artists to just like release whenever they can? I don't, and I don't want to speak on it like generally, but I do feel like the artists that we've talked about so far, like for all of them, I feel like they would point to a Lil Wayne mm-hmm. and be like, like growing up, like that was our guy. And we got to see him as this Southern born rapper, like putting out project after project and still like up in the creativity with each one. Like, I feel like that definitely is, there's no doubt like mm-hmm. that had had to inspire so many of the contemporary artists that we have now, like, you'll hear Young Thug, like Young Thug never misses an opportunity to praise Lil Wayne. Mm -hmm. I feel like Future had to be inspired by that. Mm -hmm. You hear Drake talk about it too. Like obviously like Wayne was his guy. And so like that, you know, to have, to be able to see somebody like at that level and, you know, at a point be like, yo, that's the best rapper alive. And they're like putting out, all these projects just for Mm -hmm. people to consume for free like it's crazy just i i still haven't really seen anything like it like wayne's run dropping mixtapes yeah i mean like because that's when i really i got that was really like the thing that got me super into rap was like seeing uh, was you know getting put on to like dedication two, yeah, yeah, and then like finding uh finding drought three on that piff and Ooh. no ceilings and Ooh. like it, it's so much so much like greatness. I remember no no ceilings was the wildest project to me. Crazy because it's not like a a new concept to like rap other rap over other people's beats, right? But to hear Wayne do it at the time it was just like. And there were so many good songs at that time. It was just so dope, yeah, man. Yeah, and that's what, like, honestly, No Ceilings, I was like, this is dope. But The Drought 3 was, mm-hmm. like, the just the, the precursor. And it wasn't as big, but, like, that joint was, like, a two-part project. <laughs> Wayne was, like, rapping over, like, Beyonce's Upgrade You. <laughs> like, there were... Uh, I remember he rapped over like "Show Me What You Got," Jay Z. Oh, I need to go there back were, to listen to that. There were so many just like dope songs that I remember. Like uh, his verse from DJ Khaled's "We Taken Over" was on there, but he had like extended it and like continued rapping over the beat. <clears throat> like there's just there like some moments on there that I can imagine. Like if you're a kid in the South at that time who's like trying to come up, be a rapper. Like that's gotta be so much inspiration. But you know, I also think back to like, yeah, I don't think we can talk about Southern hip hop without talking about like the, the outcasts mm-hmm. and, you know, like some of these folks who, who came up in that, in that dungeon family group. For and sure. Like recently there was just the, uh, like ludicrous obviously repping repping the a like mm-hmm. 
him and Luda. him and Nelly just had that Instagram battle. Like there, <laughs> so many like so many dope, so many dope artists from the South. That, yeah, you know, I feel like have paved uh, such a way for a lot of the artists that we see today. For sure, and and I, I remember a while back there was an argument like who. I'm not sure, but I, I know there was like a Nelly versus Drake kind of thing going up. About, I think it was like who held the summer down more, Nelly or Drake or something, mm-hmm. something like that. And it, it goes to show how much influence it still floods over over time. Because, of yeah. course, Nelly's not making, well, <laughs> he's not charting right now. Right, right. right. But the, the amount of influence he had, like with songs like Air Force Ones and Step On My Jays, like those yeah, are yeah. songs. Where if you put on a pair of Jordans, it, it kind of like runs in your head, like oh hell no, <laughs> like it's like it just like plays as you're like going about your day. Like they yeah. make so many memorable tracks. Yeah, and it's I mean it's super, like I, I would have never like growing up, I would have never thought that Nelly was from St. Louis. Like I always was like, yo, this is a, like he had such a Southern rap flair mm-hmm. to him. I feel like with like country grammar and ride with me, like mm-hmm. there were, uh, you know, such a, uh, su- such a, it just felt, it felt like it was from down South. And For so sure. like the, the ludicrous Nelly battle was super interesting. Mm-hmm. Like the, uh, I mean, like at the start, Nelly's Wi-Fi was just that's <laughs> absolutely abysmal. That's what I got when you sent me that, and I think I was out when I got home. I I clicked the link. I saw <laughs> Nelly frozen, <laughs> looking like a Minecraft character because it was right. so messed up. <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right, I'm not I'm not gonna watch this right now because obviously right. they're not they're not prepared. <laughs> they, them themselves are not prepared for this. <laughs> Meanwhile, Luda's at HD 4K. Oh my I gosh! Like, I don't. He was the clearest I've seen. Yo, Ludacris was hilarious too because he was like, "Come on, come on, y'all, <laughs> help this man's Wi-Fi. <laughs> come on, don't do this, don't do this." I saw. It's like whatever y'all did is working. Keep it like that. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it was. It's so funny. Like, but it was very. Uh, it was very indicative of like the paths that they've taken. I feel yeah. like like Luda is definitely like rich, rich, and like rich, rich. obviously like Nelly, incredibly wealthy too. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's they've they've both seen immense success, but mm-hmm. uh, Ludacris's commercial appeal is definitely i would say like much broader much Mm. wider than nelly's and so like just it was so funny like just the the difference in wi-fi but then like you go through some of the music and like they both could like you know i felt like we're going like hit for hit it got into some weird like b-side kind of stuff but like uh ludicrous i mean in terms of a representative of the south it was like it, it it was cool to see like the respect that he got from 
you know, like New York rappers and other people who mm-hmm. were like, yo, this man, this man is spitting. Like, spitting. it's, it's, it was, uh, it was crazy. Cause obviously like they're the, I feel like those, they're definitely ludic- like songs that Ludacris has to like, I remember just hearing all the time growing up, whether yeah. it be like, what's your fantasy stand up mm-hmm. number one spot, like mm-hmm. all these joints, but it was uh it was cool to it was cool to get a glimpse into like some of the stuff that folks a little bit older than us like songs that they were into and yeah. you know it just shows kind of like that the just another side of like southern rap that i hadn't been exposed to necessarily mm-hmm. it was really really dope and it made me think of um some other southern artists I want to see. I'm not sure if the has Ti done one yet. Oh, you cut off again. You got me. Yeah, I got you. Cool. Uh, Ti has he done one yet? No, I don't think so. Who who would you so. who would you want to see him go against? Oof, gosh. Like who? Because I feel like Luda. Luda and Nelly, that's a nice battle. I feel like yeah, yeah. They, they, they occupy the same same rail because yeah. um, Luda did the Too Fast, Too Furious soundtrack. <laughs> um, right. Nelly did the Bad Boys 2 soundtrack. Yeah, they've, so, both, they've also both had their, uh, their video game cameos. Nelly on uh, NBA Street Volume 2. Ooh, and then uh, you, had Luda, you had Ludacris on Def Jam. Uh, whatever that game was. But some crazy yo, I th- I'm pretty sure Ludo is annoying ass character in um, <laughs> Street Volume Two because he's one of those weird unlockable characters that just did too much. You're like, why you get thirty points? <laughs> just by shaking your afro. Dude, I just yo, this man was, took his afro off and shot it into the yo, into the hoop. But it was so funny on Street Volume Two because you could get like I remember like you could get like Murphy Lee. You can get like Ollie and Gip. It was just like, what in the world? What is going? So random. That developer is like, no, what? Fuck it, man. I'm just about to put Shrek in there because there was so many random stuff. He just had the had his playlist on shuffle. He was like, yo, (laughs) take this. Yeah. Ti, I think we need to find someone who occupies that same barrel of yeah inspirational. Right. Thug trap. Yeah, a little bit. Mm. I don't. I'm trying to think. Like, who would I want? Who's on a similar level as Ti? Just in terms of like the sort of the era mm-hmm. that they both came up in. Mm-hmm. Um. I feel like they're. You know, like there was definitely a period of time where like T.I. was like running the charts. Running it. You know, like live your life. Uh, Like you can have whatever you have. You know, like there there were, what hasn't happened yet is a a man versus a woman Mm. in one of those battles. So I was trying to think, like, is there somebody, is there, like, is there a woman that I would want to see go up against T.I.? 
Like. I'm not sh- I'm not sure. I I had someone that came to my mind. I think I was thinking maybe DMX. That may, might be an interesting one, T.I. versus DMX. They were talking about DMX versus Eminem. Wow. That, I feel like that's going to be like a just loud. That's going to be loud. Just loud and aggressive, aggressive angsty. Right. That's going to be a lot of trouble. Right. <laughs> no uh, mom will be safe. No. After none, that. None. Not a mom, not a dog, not a motorcycle. Not a crack rock. Right. I'll <laughs> be in trouble. <laughs> Messiness to the, to the <laughs> But I also, I'm thinking of other Southern rappers. And Florida, a lot of Floridians should get a, a, little, a little talk. But I feel like Florida's... Sweet daddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like Florida's such a, like a whole nother world. For sure. They don't, they don't even count as American rappers. For sure. <laughs> nah, so, bro. I feel, like, thing. I feel like Florida's been trying to secede for a while now. <laughs> trying to float down to the ocean. <laughs> but um, there's a lot of, like, good acts. Like, I've, I've been really messing with a lot of Denzel Curry lately. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. He dropped that Unlocked with Kenny Beats, and it was such a fun tape because, like, he does, like, a lot of homage to, like, DMX and like yeah. Eminem and other artists' stuff. And you can see... He wears his influences on his sleeve. Yeah. Then yeah. you hear other people like Rick Ross, of course, who's a staple in hip hop right. right now. Right. Rick Ross is we gotta we gotta give Rick Ross his flowers while he's still with us, man. We, for sure. Because like, Teflon Don was crazy. Teflon Don, but the the joint that uh the joint that had me, I was like, yo, I forgot about this. Was, uh that Trilla album. Mm. With uh, the boss on it with T Pain. Uh, there's a random, there's there's unfortunately an R. Kelly feature. And I remember like that song was on the radio all the time. Uh, but here I am with Nelly and Avery Storm. Mm. Nelly played that during the uh during the versus battle. And it's so good that here I am. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, Avery Storm was floating over that. Beat. Oh, my. That was such a cold. Man, I remember. Whew, I think I was like an eighth grade or something. Ooh. Ninth grade, maybe. Just like yeah, being so happy. 2008. Yeah, eighth grade, eighth, ninth grade. That's, when it came on the radio, I never felt something in my heart so much yo i've never wanted to be in a linen suit more for sure i was <laughs> dreaming about that <laughs> at 12 years old <laughs> damn rick ross definitely made some bangers bangers oh um, my I w- gosh i was just listening to um the dish track or the 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 track he had addressing birdman on his like mm. 2017 18 project Okay. Um, the other day, I was watching the video. Yeah. And this man, just he just has some of the the best instrumentals, and some of the slickest flows, and some of the some of the clever. He has clever wordplay at times too. No, I'm not gonna say at times. I, he has clever wordplay just in general. Right. Like he's he's for sure someone that deserves a lot. Um, too bad he's sometimes probably the the um, Molly in her drink, she ain't even know what line kind of <laughs> <laughs> kind of fucked it up for him a little bit. 
Yeah. But <laughs> yo, somebody going back to our TI conversation, mm-hmm. somebody was like, TI should go up against the game. Ooh. In a versus battle. Oh, I like that. I like that actually. Which is actually that sounds like, fun. That makes that feels good. That sounds fun. <laughs> that feels really good. That sounds fun. I I I like when like you see similarities between artists outside of music. Mm-hmm. Like they both, you know, in trouble with the law. They both problematic <laughs> on their own right, with, with right. women. Not like right. problem, like with cheating. Right. I, I, don't, I feel like we just being messy this episode. <laughs> or at least I'm being messy. I'm sorry to drag you into this. No, no, please. But, but I feel like we haven't. There are a few. Uh, there are a few Atlanta rappers I want to make sure we touch on real quick. Okay. And we may spend more time on them. But Throw them out. The God. Gucci Mane. Of course. Jeezy. Cheer. Of course. Uh, <laughs> you know, going back to Bow Wow, you got Jermaine Dupri. Mm. No, no Shad Moss without, without JD. No JD, no Shad Moss. 21 Savage. 21. The uh, top boy. Right. Of course, uh, Killer Mike. Killer He's become Mike. More, of a, more of a voice. The, uh, the homie Yachty. Hey, little boat, little boat, waka flocka. Ooh, and the one that is probably the most bizarre out of them, but also has shown a lot of homage to Atlanta rap is Donald. Oh, Jada Juice. Oh, like a basketball basketball player. (laughs) (laughs) Says we are like a basketball player. Rookie of the year, like a basketball player. Yo, that was like when like you're teaching your little kid to like speak yeah. for the first time. <laughs> you're just playing around, like socks when, on your feet, you're having a lot of fun. Or when you're like, like I don't have kids, but like <laughs> if a kid's like listening to a song and they just like pick up on certain words mm-hmm. and like the melody of something, and it's just like. Every like every other word comes through, <laughs> but there's one that they say like incredibly clear. <laughs> Basketball player. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I, I remember hearing that for the first time. I, I was because he was a double XL freshman, which is wild. Along yeah. the list of some heavy hitters that year. Yeah. And yeah. when I heard that freestyle, I was <laughs> shocked. I think it's like 43 seconds. So kind of like covered in dark darkness, sitting right. down, and like the camera's zooming, I think, away from him. And he's just saying the most nonsensical rap I've ever heard. And I was so, I was like, they gave him a slot? Dude, we're deaf. There's definitely some like dude in Atlanta, if they somehow <laughs> stumble upon this, who's like the biggest OJ to Juice Man For fan. sure. And is like, Trying to find our addresses right now. It's the OJ the Juice Man himself. He's <laughs> right. Trying to find our addresses. <laughs> he's, he got the, he's got the Google alerts. <laughs> as soon as it uploads, he's gonna be on our ass. Right. But Donald but Glover, for Donald sure. Donald Glover, yo. I've been on a. I know we but we t- we talked about this, but been on a community kick, Ooh, which I, is so good. But so I feel like Donald Glover is like. He's one of those guys that you see him on a show like Community or some of his early music, and you're like, yo, this man ain't from Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, 
you you get more into his career with like uh what was it that mixtape royalty and mm-hmm. like some of the other stuff and it's just like oh shoot yeah yeah, yeah. now nah, he's he's about this for real. shouts out zone six stone mountain all the time right i remember like rolling through uh i remember when i was interning out in atlanta rolling through stone mountain to go uh i had this homie Derek that lived there and i kept seeing him like post on his instagram story like he'd be like getting these crazy like styrofoam dishes but like chicken and shrimp and like <laughs> fish and i was like yo pack to the brim where are you getting this like i'm coming <laughs> through so like i came through one weekend and i remember just like driving there and like driving back just having a I think I had that that royalty that royalty tape on. Just mm. I was like, yo, I just need all the all the Stone Mountain vibes right now. Just flowing through the air. You got the smells, the food. So good. Ooh. But yeah, all all of them are very notable hip hop artists in the game. And fairly still relative. Which right. Is, which is really dope. But you right. can't say a lot about artists when they, when you talk about an artist from a certain region, you can't name that many and still say, oh yeah, they they can still make a hit and be on. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there's a. I saw a tweet earlier that was essentially just like, yo, like people got to stop generalizing southern rap, and I feel like Atlanta is a perfect example of that, mm-hmm. where you have so many different sounds. Yeah, like yes there are similarities and yes they'll pay homage to like some of the different different folks that they saw coming up or whatever but you have like just within that one area you've got donald glover Mm -hmm. and 21 savage Mm -hmm. and lil yachty who like all have (laughs) very different vastly approaches to music but are all part of that like same atlanta yeah, rap, hip hop, fabric. It's very, it's very interesting to think about it, and I think that's probably like the epicenter of like, like you said, you you can't you can't link one person to a region because when like designer came out and he was sounding yeah. like a Atlanta rapper, people was like, oh, you right. can't do that, you can't sound do like that. Future sound yeah. like future. People were like were giving the backlash. Like, you can't do that. He can't sound like that. He's from New York. Right. He has to sound like a New York rapper, and it, people get stuck in that mindset. And I feel like the South is kind of how you were the first people who allowed that to to change. Yeah, yeah. Because because like another South J Electronica man yeah. spitting yeah. like spitting like a New Yorker, right? But, right. But but um straight from the South and stuff like a whole yeah. bunch of other um Southern artists. I think. This doing an MMG named Stolly. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he's yep. from the South, but it spits like someone from New Yorker without like any, um, you know, any like shit. I can't think of the word, <laughs> but because <laughs> I, I I just know Jay Jay Electronic has this line. I think on Exhibit C, um, when he said like New Yorkers were calling Southern rappers lame and then jacking our slang and stuff. Mm. So it's interesting to see how that really works. So I, I feel like the South was kind of that start of, you know what, just cause we're in this place doesn't mean this sound like my friend right here or this guy right there. Yeah. And I feel like pre, like pre internet in a way, like 
you had more regional, like kind of more regional pride maybe is the word, but like almost this sense like as New York rappers, we rap like New York rappers. We sound mm-hmm. like New- we have a specific sound. We have a specific way of going about this. You know, you go out to, you go out to LA, like West coast rappers. We have a very specific way of rapping we have a very specific sound very specific production style Mm -hmm. and you end up getting to the point where we are now where like you have access to every kind of music and like yeah there are homies that like may come up right in your neighborhood or right in your community or whatever that like you are your peers or you grow up listening to them or whatever, and you're influenced by them, but also you have access to so many different, so many other influences and, you know, they come to impact your sounds. Yeah. It is. It's cool hearing, hearing, cool hearing them take their influences, developing that and hearing that new sound come out. It's It's a dope thing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's and and I think like the going back to going back to future, like future was one of the I mentioned earlier, like kind of first like trap artist that I had really gotten into. But you know, even going back to like we were talking about TI earlier, like mm-hmm. TI, you know, what would he coin himself? Like the like trap king or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like you know ti very much being like yo i i i'm the originator of this of this you know of this lifestyle this way of music yeah and you know to be able to hear like these other other folks like across the you know like trap is such a almost like a universal sound mm-hmm. now where like you're even getting that trap sound and cadence and like pop music Mm -hmm. and like other places country music right right it's like it's it's super cool because there was definitely a point where like you have like the waka flock is coming up and you know like some of the some of that like bubblegum trap like Mm -hmm. the you know i feel like some of the sounds with like soldier boy and Mm -hmm. young jock and you know, some of these other folks that like, it's at first. David, ba- like, wait, we got my David, David Banner. David Banner. Banner. Got to throw him in there too. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> not to cut you off. I just, just... But no, no, we got to, got to shout him out. But yeah. like, that is a, uh, I felt like trap music early on was like a joke in a way. Yeah. Like, you know, like hearing Soldier Boy, like. I just got an F on my report card, mm-hmm. something like that. <laughs> that and, you that know, famous like, I see Soldier Boy B. <laughs> right. But even like Waka Flocka, like the bow, bow, like all mm-hmm. the sound effects and stuff and just being like, yo, who, what is up with this? 60% like, sound effect. Right. But now it's like, you can't you know, go that, like that's the foundation for so much of music right now you can't go without it you can't make a song this day can't make a hip-hop song this day without an ad-lib in it like it's it sounds no. empty no like i mean the some of the best ad-libs were uh fabo 
on like those D4L tracks, <laughs> like Laffy Taffy and Tatted Up. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> just yelling. Just yelling. And it, was just, it was just pure release of yeah. how they were feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so fun. It was, a, it was a fun time. Yeah. And such a, like, yeah, there was such a, just such a carefreeness to it. And I, mm-hmm. I think, like, in terms of the, uh, in terms of the Black experience, like, you had a lot of different, you know, a lot of these different artists who just made, like, being Black, like, this joyful Mm -hmm. thing and you got to see it through their music and them you know talking about like the places where they come from and Mm -hmm. like what they're experiencing but also just like having having fun with it Mm -hmm. and I think like because it wasn't because a lot of it wasn't necessarily like your serious music or whatever there's like that backlash but I feel like there's a history of that within southern rap like even looking back at like outcast and like how they got hated on and critiqued for you know not being real hip-hop and caring about uh like aliens and Mm -hmm. other stuff and like then you've got uh you got andre 3000 on on stages with a kilt (laughs) singing hey (laughs) and just like there there's such a uh there's kind of this just like culture of like free expression. Yeah. Which I think was, uh, has been misunderstood, unfortunately, through for the sure. years. For sure. And I think only a few rappers from the South, because now I'm thinking, I'm gonna, I wanna throw like UGK, uh, Paul Wall. We gotta get some of those, those um, Texas artists out there too. But I think it's the same thing as Florida. Like there's Southern artists, but they still, are pretty different it's it's weird it's weird yeah yeah i mean if you i mean we get into like little kiki chunk up the deuce and just like the like the like that chopped and screwed style Mm -hmm. out of houston and just like oh my gosh there's Mm -hmm. such a uh yeah such a like such a dope just like fabric of like so many different sounds that like have like heavily impacted like the way like the music that has come out in recent years yeah you know just like even i mean and there's so much like homage being i feel like a lot of these folks like they may have not been like fully understood at first but Mm -hmm. now you have artists like you know houston for example like beyonce like paying heavy homage to like where she came from and uh, mm-hmm. Solange too, like mm-hmm. on their, on their albums and in their shows, like showing so much love to the places where they came from because there were folks like the master P's and all this, yeah. who, like made those different communities, like what they are. Yeah. They, they, they made it a, this lively force that, that shaped every part about them. Right. And you can hear it through their music too. Right. You right. can trace it back. That's what that's my one of my favorite things about hip hop when it comes to just making the music and sampling and things like that. You can always trace it back to like the starting point. And yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. good to see that. So it's yeah. it's super great hearing these references and seeing how much these southern out southern artists influenced everyone um 
north of them. Right, right. Is there a uh, is there a southern hip hop album or mixtape that you feel like has been special for you? Like one that you're like, yo, this Ooh. this changed me. Man, that's a that's a that's a deep one to throw at me. <laughs> um, <laughs> hmm. I, I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of. Those those little brother boys, yeah, those yeah, are, yeah, yeah. Those those are some of the North Carolina, North Carolina on. stand up. I ain't, I ain't even from there, but I feel it when I listen. Which to like it. we don't. I mean, like being from North Carolina, like I'm sad that I didn't know about little brother until recently, mm-hmm. because like I just grew up, you know, being in high school or whatever, middle school, high school, just being like, yo, we don't have anybody yeah it was always a joke of like you know we've got uh shoot i'm blanking on his name carolina stand up you just you just referenced him <laughs> j cole no 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 uh, uh north carolina come on and raise up <laughs> oh, <shoot. laughs> yo how blanking uh, alicia katika oh damn <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm googling it. Oh, I'm damn. so upset. I feel like a terrible North Petey Pablo. Petey Pablo. Damn it. Shout out Petey Pablo. Shout but like the joke was always like, "Yo, we all we got is Petey Pablo." <laughs> but then like obviously like J Cole and yeah, yeah. you know the baby have like mm-hmm. come up and been bigger. But like you know how like I would have loved growing up to be like, "Yo, little brother." Yeah. Damn, they're repping North Carolina too. That's so cool. They're they repping hard. I I think if I don't go with them, mixtape or album, I, I might have to go with Charles Gambino then, because um, I, like I I think I've mentioned it before in the podcast. I I really didn't get into hip hop, deep into hip hop, like start finding my own stuff until I was probably in junior high or high school. So a lot of my formative moments um, were were um, accompanied by a lot of Charles Gambino uh, in the background, a lot of J Cole in the background. So I didn't I didn't necessarily listen to a lot of Outkast or a lot of yeah. a lot of Wayne, a lot of these huge artists like in the like in the prime, like where most people used to. Right. right. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna definitely say Charles Gambino's camp or because of the internet yeah or little brothers um the menstrual show or um um chitlin circuit yeah that's dope that's what about you dope. what you what you got i mean i named a few of them i think like the drought three mm-hmm. definitely put me on to like just the 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 kinds of pictures you can paint with lyrics, I feel like Wayne is just such a such a genius when it comes to wordplay. Yeah. Uh, Dirty Sprite Two, Future, like <laughs> that. That definitely opened my thinking as it pertained to rap. But the one album that I come back to a lot is Speaker Box, The Love Below, Outcast, yes. and I know. I know Big Boy is like 
that dude. He's mm-hmm. super dope. Like, no disrespect to Big mm-hmm. Boy. But, like, <laughs> I don't really, like, I don't spend a lot of time on the speaker box. Or, yeah, on the speaker box side of the album. Like, that Andre 3000, Love Blow, yeah, like, part of the album. Like, that is, without a doubt, like, it's one different. of my favorite collections of music ever created wow like it's it's that was one of those albums that like that summer in atlanta was like a big time for me musically because i just felt like i was i had this i was there by myself so i spent a lot of time listening to music and like in the car going from because i was staying like right outside of atlanta so you're sitting in traffic all the time like trying to go downtown and so I spent a lot of time listening to music and I only had like a select few CDs in my car. And one of those was, uh, was speaker box love below. And so I would listen to that album a lot and being in Atlanta, it just felt like really special. And I remember there was one point during that, uh, there was one point during that summer where Kanye came through for like wow. a random show and I so sad I missed it but Damn. uh Kanye came through for a show and then there was a photo that showed up on Instagram or something later that night of Kanye Big Boy and Andre 3000 on a Waffle House together <laughs> and it was like yo that is just feels like the most like Atlanta moment being someone who's not from there I was like that's incredible like that's the pinnacle of beautiful Atlanta culture <laughs> to me and that's so a beautiful picture it uh like that album uh specifically the love below like was such a such a moment for me throughout that summer yeah she's and I, I, I definitely want to dive into outcasts more um eventually because yeah, I, I remember earlier I said, uh, "Little Brother" is the best duo from the south. <laughs> I, I think I said the best general du- hip hop duo in general. Yeah, and you messaged me saying like, "Yeah, better than Outkast." I'm like, "Oh, hold on, let me let me <laughs> let me slow down, let me slow down." So that's definitely I want to definitely talk about those yeah. two yeah. or just duos in general. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I mean, Outkast has. Like speaker box love below. I had a friend in elementary school, some white boy <laughs> gave me that gave me that album for my birthday. Like Damn. I was hella young. In elementary school? Elementary school. I've never gave an elementary school a present in my life. Elementary school. So when did that album drops? Two thousand three. Uh-huh. And so yeah, I can't even how old was I? How'd he get money? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was like nine years old, I think. Sounds right. Yeah, nine years old. And little dude, he gives me a... I say little dude, we were both (laughs) little dudes. But he gives me that album. I was at his house or something like that. He gives it to me. It's the clean version. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you added that. I love it. Oh, it's the clean version. He couldn't get the explicit. He couldn't get it. Right, right. And his parents were like, "Ah, hold up now. But yeah, he gave me that album and I I was super into, I remember like, Hey, uh, 
like roses were kind of the like big big mm-hmm. songs uh i like the way you move mm-hmm. and <laughs> and so like that album was pretty much all i knew of outcast other than like i'm sorry miss jackson yeah and then later on like i started going back through their discography mm. and like southern uh southern playlistic cadillac music mm-hmm. atlians mm-hmm. equimini stankonia like all those albums extensive were just like just fire yeah and i was like that's that's crazy that like even going back to some of the older stuff that i'm still like yo this sounds like it could be dropped today yeah like it's it's it blows my mind it it was very foretelling of what's to come right right and it's such a shock shocking thing because I'm, I'm not sure if they if they knew this was a, a sound that possibly might be popular or they're just doing what they wanted to do because they yeah they yeah were just that yeah i mean there's uh one of the guys that you know isn't isn't huge today but you could definitely hear the influence was rory Mm. Uh, shout out Rory, man! Shout out Rory for real. He was dope as hell. So well, dope. He, he still is. I assume I had a person listen to him. In right, a I haven't listened to Rory in a minute, but like twenty thirteen, fourteen. I think when he gained prominence. Yeah, what is that? Uh, Indigo Child. Because he had a heavy Andre three thousand influence. Yeah, heavy. Because he was another another Atlanta guy, mm-hmm. and I remember. And that that same summer, I was in Atlanta. I went to a Miguel concert with one of my homies, and her and I were there. And after the show, I saw this dude walk by with like that kind of sun hat mm-hmm. that Rory was always wearing. And I was like, "That's crazy! Like, I don't you don't really see that much." <laughs> and he walked, and I was like, "He walked by," and I was like, "Yo." he looks exactly like Rory. Oh. That's crazy. But I didn't say anything just cause I like wasn't sure. Yeah. And I get on Instagram later that night and there's a photo of Miguel and Rory damn. hanging out after the show. With the same hat? Same hat. Same damn. I was like, ah, uh. but like if someone like Rory, like I listen to his music and I'm like, yo, Three stacks. Three like, stacks. All over it. Like mm-hmm. you can tell he was like, yo, I gotta I, I gotta reincarnate the spirit mm-hmm. of Andre right now. But definitely another like another Southern artist that I've I've like really enjoyed over the years. Roy Roy was definitely cool. I, I remember hearing he was on this um uh, Joey Bass's tape um before the before the cash on a song called Escape 120. And Joey has his verse. Then Rory comes on last and it starts like spitting this indigo child, physical fire people. I was like, oh, snap. Yeah, 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 I was like, yeah, whoa, yeah. whoa. <laughs> Who is this guy? Who is this guy? It was super, super, super dope. Because he, he was an um, XSL freshman too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I, I think I saw him there afterwards. Like, oh, oh yeah, this guy's cool. I'm going to listen to him for a bit. And I haven't. Unfortunately, I got. I, I should go back to see how he's it's been a minute. How yeah, he's he had that. Uh, he had that. All we need album in twenty fifteen. 
when he was mm-hmm. like 19 and that album's dope like it's it's got like rizzas on it mm-hmm. uh there's a song called mama that like i play on repeat every mother's day Aww. it's it's uh yeah i don't i haven't really kept up with rory much but looks like his last project was uh 2019 yeah I, I, I might check it out it looks like a, it was a pretty short project so i'm gonna throw that on yeah for a loop for sure for sure i don't and of course there's a plethora of other artists you're probably forgetting to mention but it just goes to show you how much southern hip-hop has changed so and evolved much, and how many people are involved with it um different groups different teams different labels all this stuff yeah 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 all these all these like architects Mm -hmm. of that sound it's uh it's definitely such a such a such a deep pool of people and i i i think there's oftentimes so much focus put on like east coast west coast but Mm -hmm. like you look at you look at southern rap like you know, at, at some point we should probably do like an episode on like Midwest mm-hmm. hip hop too, because you know they're definitely like no. I would include like Nelly as part of that and some other folks who like you know obviously all that Chicago sound like there's just there's so much like darkness. Two hours about just Chicago hip hop, right? That's right. Gonna long, that's gonna be a long right. episode. But it's like yo, that's it's it's uh. It's definitely it's it's unfortunate that like some of the, some of these spots don't get as much shine or as much recognition for being like hip hop, uh, like like hip hop like hurt like capitals in a sense. Yeah. Like you know, it's not just New York. It's not just L.A. Mm-hmm. Like Atlanta is obviously like a huge spot, but like New Orleans too. We mentioned mm-hmm. Houston, like North Carolina has so many great places, so many great artists that are coming up out of there. Like Virginia is kind of on that like cusp mm-hmm. where you get like the, the Missy's and the Pharrell was yeah. in the pushes. Trey songs, like, Trey songs for Virginia, right? Ooh, I don't know. I don't oh know. no, is it Chris Brown? I don't know any niggas from. <laughs> Where is Chris Brown from? Chris Brown from the moon. This nigga, this nigga not human. Yo, if that nigga puts out one more 50, 50 song album. He's taking up all, taking up all the space. Fight, <laughs> we're gonna fight. He is from Virginia though. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not gonna be enough space left on Spotify server if Chris Brown keeps releasing music. Right. Like he keeps filling it up. Storage, storage full. They have to back up. <laughs> you know that message you get on your phone. Got to, got to send it to Dropbox. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Virginia is definitely on that cusp. For um, sure, for sure. But yeah, bro, I, I, I uh, I'm, I'm excited to like continue to continue to press into some of these other some of these other areas that mm-hmm. you know make it make it overlooked or don't always get the shine that they deserve yeah. but you know i uh this is this has been I, I think going forward we've got some episodes coming up they got yeah. 
we'll have more guests on mm-hmm. and you know more uh more more exciting <laughs> exciting news to go over for sure for sure <laughs> for uh for the people who are listening if you have like any topics that you want us to hit on or people you feel like we should have on the podcast like definitely let us know like hit us up on instagram but also like rate like right let's let's get those five star ratings we, let's get we, those let's get those reviews all. we read them we we appreciate them we love them right. it's, it's it's a conversation we want to have it's not just us two talking or us and some guests talking it's a whole whole worldly thing we're trying to include for sure and we're still like we're every every week i feel like we're you know trying to figure out like all right what do we want it to be <laughs> and so it's uh and we you know it's fun it's it, it it's more fun that way just to mm-hmm. keep it loose and to let it let it flow and like just to be flexible with it but like yeah we we want to hear from y'all and so if you're listening and you have ideas for us or like artists that you want to hear us talk about or albums or songs or whatever yeah, like yeah. definitely definitely hit us up let, let us know let us know that's all i gotta well, yo, say koku where where can they find you at where can they find me shoe that's what you do you look out your window hey. sing um graduation connie's west album all throughout sing it backwards, backwards. when you're done whistle then i'll be up here i'll appear right behind you talking about candy man it's like nah you can, you can find me at Kenny Samoa, K-E-N-I, then Samoa, like the cookie on Instagram. Send out the information. The information. <laughs> send, send out, out, send send out the information. <laughs> send, if any information you have, send it to me. <laughs> I'll compile it. Just, send, just let us know what you want to talk about. We, we're, we're, we're very active. We'll respond. We can talk about it under DMs. We can talk about it on the show. Just let us know what you want to hear. For sure. For Alex. sure. How they how they gonna find you? Well, you know, I just started a church over there on the corner, <laughs> and we having a, a catfish cookout this upcoming Sunday. I hope that you will bring your grandma, your mama, your Wait, auntie. During a pandemic, you having a catfish cookout? <laughs> Are you urging people it, to bring their grandmothers? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We will be keeping six feet apart. Okay, okay, that's good. And, that's good. Uh, you know, I've I've heard that prayer, <laughs> that prayer keeps a pandemic away. Say it with me. Prayer keeps a pandemic away. Prayer keeps <laughs> but, a pandemic uh, away. But nah, y'all can uh, y'all can find me at at Lewis Alex Ten on Instagram. That's my last name, my first name, and then the number ten. Ooh. So. Uh, yeah, y'all. This has been another another Alex and Koku podcast episode, episode yes. number six. Episode six. Six is up. Six, 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 six. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening, y'all. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>